0: Good morning, everybody. Welcome to episode 102 of the Roads Untraveled podcast. All right. Uh, this is a really good episode we have for you guys, minus the audio quality, because we recorded this in an actual like automotive shop slash garage, uh, which was awesome. The guys over at B Road, um, Dylan Vicas, uh, Alex, and a few others uh, who are around, Invited us to the shop, and yeah, we recorded a kick-ass podcast for like an hour and a half. Uh, It was a great time, so thank you guys so much for the hospitality. We will definitely be back recording another episode, uh, hopefully with better audio quality. Uh, I mean, it's better than I expected, but, uh, you know, bear with us. There's some peaks. Uh, There is some profanities yelled in the background of people (laughs) randomly working on cars and stuff. So, you know, recording in a setting like this introduces some... Uh, interesting side effect. But either way, it was a great show. The content is good. Uh, You guys will learn all about the guys over at B-Road and what they've started, Uh, local guys from around here in Vancouver, and they're doing some really cool stuff. So definitely uh, give them a follow, hit up B-Road, their website, Instagram, Facebook, all that good stuff. They're doing articles, they're doing photos, they're doing whatever the heck uh, they feel like doing. Honestly, whatever inspires them, they will go out and make content for you guys. So Awesome to have these guys on the show. Good friends of mine. I've known these guys for a little while now, um, or at least Alex and Dylan I've known for a while now. Um, so please enjoy the episode 102. Next week we will be back with the full cast of characters back in the studio uh, myself, Grayson, Jesse, and Levi for an epic episode once again. But for now, this is episode 102. Please enjoy it and give us a rating and review on iTunes if you do like us, uh, like this podcast. Really helps us out, uh, climb the rankings, get more people to listen. So thank you guys so much again for listening and enjoy. That's a good question. Yeah, we're live. Oh, cool. We're okay. live on the internet. Um, episode I,
1: 101. Hey, well, look at that. Wow. Congratulations. Thank you. I don't know how far I am from the mic or not, but I think they, they can hear, they, loud they can hear you loud and clear
0: because that's, that's,
1: that's unfortunate. That is unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Who do we have
0: here today? What do we got? Dylan, you're back on the—we'll start with you, I guess, because, you know, the people know you. Yeah. I feel like they should they do yeah. except for that one episode where uh we were at dylan's house or not dylan's house sid's house um and you were on the podcast for like the first two minutes and then you randomly disappeared for 20 minutes without a word and then came yeah
2: out. well i mean um
1: when you get hard you get hard right i mean fuck, what can you do <laughs>
2: <laughs> the the room was a little smoky so i kind of rolled outside allegedly.
3: for a bit allegedly smoky <laughs> <laughs>
0: we got clear skies in the building today though <laughs> It's true. There hey, we go, you know, man.
3: When your when 12 hours is up and you can start swiping right again, like, it doesn't matter where you are. You <laughs> yeah, gotta, you gotta get on it. You gotta let it rip. That's it. Dylan understands.
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> auto swipe, man. I hope they, I wish they had like, auto a, swipe. I wish they had like a big swipe. Where you just like hit one button and you just 100 swipes in one second.
1: The amount of times you'd run into me, it'll be. Yeah, but be- I
2: mean, the exercise is good.
1: That's true. Yeah.
0: Super likes. What's up? We also got two other guests. Who are me
1: and Vicus. Uh, you. Me, me. me and Vicus. Me and Vic. I got you. Got me,
0: Vicus. Me, Vicus. Oh, he's I thought you said me himself. and Vicus. Me, Vicus. Yeah. How do you spell that? V-E-E-C-U-S. Uh, Ladies and <laughs> So, every white guy
1: ever is either is that Vicus? Vicus? Vitacash? I've had that. No, Vitacash. I'm not kidding. Vegas. No, no. And, Vegas. I'm going call. And he's like, he's like, I'm looking for Vitacash, Capel. You have debts that are due, and I was 14 years old. Nice. And I was sitting and I was like, oh my god, DAD, DAD, and I just like, you know, shut up, you know, you brought out the fucking belt and that was I it. called him Vegas for like but, the first uh, two months. no, weeks. it's true, you, you did, did call him Vegas. I, I was Vegas. too embarrassed to say anything to Dylan, but, uh, no, I'm a photographer for B-Road, just, uh, really needed the car scene and out there, and Alex and Dylan have taken me into the wing and taught me a lot of things and have done a lot for me over the past few months, and, uh, the amount that I've learned has been incredible, so I'm super thankful for that, so, yeah, that's me.
3: Hindu. Sick. Oh, Learning's good.
1: Fucking god. <laughs> no, no.
3: And I'm I'm Alex. Um, I started Hustle Garage two years ago with a group of friends. Uh, if you're not familiar with Hustle Garage, it's a, a web blog based on just kind of like the adventures that we get up to and doing features on other people's cars in the form of you know, photography and written media. Um, it got pretty popular as it as it went on and which kind of surprised us cause it started as a joke. And then after two years, um, it's not funny how that works. <laughs> it really is. You know, you just, you never know when something's going to take off. It's just what I learned really fast is if people see you having fun, doesn't matter what you're doing. People see the fun and they just, they want in on it. They want to follow along. They want to see what you're doing and just fun is something that everyone's just kind of like chasing after and yeah. everyone wants some that kind of like meaning out of their life that they're enjoying it. And that's just kind of what we captured, I suppose. And cause we never really took anything that seriously. It was never like, it was never us trying to just be the best. It was just always us just trying to have the best time. And yeah, uh, yeah. Pe- yeah people really yeah. seemed to like that. And that's kind of what, what made us grow way faster than we expected. And then two years later, we're sitting here and we're like, holy crap, we hate the name Hustle Garage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's
2: actually how I got involved. I texted him one day. I was like, man, like your writing skills mm-hmm. are really good. I'd totally be involved in, like, you guys' blog but and you all that stuff. I was like, I fucking hate the name. <laughs> I hate it. I hated it so much. Like, it was just so funny. It was and when, so it was lame. But, when,
3: Dylan, when Dylan opened up to me and said that, I was like, man, like, this is what I've been waiting for. Like, I needed that push where it was like, all right. Because there's nothing scarier than rebranding. You just, you never know how people are going to take it. You never know if it's going to, like, all of a sudden just tank the whole thing you've built. And so you just kind of get caught in that in that middle ground where it's like, maybe I just remain doing something that I'm not 100% happy with, but I just keep doing it for the sake that you're not, you know, troubling the waters, but when Dylan came and was like, man, like I really want to work with you. Like, I like what you guys are doing and I, I like like your group of friends and we've had a blast and we've like shot stuff before. And and when, when that, when that became that reality, it was like, all right, we really need to sit down and assess like, what are we going to do? And so at first we were like, should we have like a really specific name? And then we were like, no, we don't really need a specific name because what we do isn't that specific. And we We're like hustle garage was like pretty ambiguous in itself, but it kind of sucked because like although we do have this warehouse, like we didn't have this warehouse before. It's pretty new, and like people were always like, "Oh, like you have a shop. Like, oh, can I work on my car there? Like, oh, can you guys install coilovers?" it's like, no, it's not what even you
0: imagine how yeah. many messages you guys probably oh, got. Can guy, I work on my car in the we your shop? We had some guy come from like, like
1: from like Kazakhstan or whatnot. He's like. Yeah. yeah, I'm looking to work on my vehicle today, and I'm like. Uh... All
3: right, racism delete. We had a guy in Kazakhstan <laughs> message us asking if we'd install the Pexi Power FC in his FDRX7. Mm-hmm. After we put up the uh, the FDRX7 article about our buddy Justin Chen with the uh, the white FD that's still on the website actually, but um, it was it was pretty hilarious. The guy's like messaging us, and he's like, "Yeah, I just like, can you help me install this thing?" And we're like, "Ma'am, like, not only are we." across the world from you. That's not what we do at all. And then he's like, Oh, can you like tell me how to install it properly? And we're like, no, like that's really not what we do, man. (laughs) Like, I'm sorry. (laughs) But, um, oh yeah, it was always, a always a real adventure. And, um, so we just like, we, we, we got to this point where we're like in the process of wanting to rebrand and not really knowing what to do. And we were like, you know, the, the best thing we could possibly do at this point is just choose a name that's ambiguous enough that we, that we like it and it, it represents kind of like something we like, but not so specific that it limits us to like what we can do or where we can grow to. And that's why right. B, that's why B road really worked for us because we were like, what's a B road. It's a, it's a back road. And like, what do we enjoy doing? We enjoy making cars that are good to enjoy on back roads.
0: The road leading up to the shop that we're in right now is like I mean it's a short b road but it's a b road like i had my high beams on the whole way yeah like you kind of have to and there's percent. Oh, there's tire marks like rubber laid down on the road that's a sign of a good road that was Always, us
3: yeah know. that was probably good. Us. <laughs> uh, we actually don't never
2: mind we don't know who that was sorry yeah i
3: don't know who did that that, that might have been anyone you know my yeah. foot slipped officer i swear be,
2: um, yeah um, maybe tyler and probably not
3: but um yeah we um when we got this warehouse in this undisclosed location because we don't want to see any of you guys here um but we all love you we all love you though but um when we got this warehouse at first like a lot of people were complaining like oh my goodness it's like it's so far out there like it's in the middle of nowhere and then like we quickly realized like a it being in the middle of nowhere means we get left alone and b it being in the middle of nowhere and having like such a nice road up there like there's nothing like having a really shitty day and then like cruising up this like dead road to your like warehouse in the middle of nowhere where all you hear is like coyotes howling and there's like a nice lake nearby and like mm-hmm. no one's bothering and
2: james growing up some burgers. yeah oh, james making burgers oh yeah
1: i think one of my favorite parts of going up on the b road is um while you're going up there's this nice little twisty road and there's this beautiful mountain and it's honestly just takes you away and seeing that when our team came together and we created that logo where there's that road heading up to a mountain it just replicates the exact same road that heads to the shops so every time i look at that just yeah it blows me away of how far we've come from this little you know dinty little group called Hustle Garage to this more matured, more, you know, Beautiful group called B Road, and I'm
3: super, you know, stoked to see what we do next. And yeah, we have
2: Rust, really, like the map Rust from Modern kidding. Warfare yeah, Two, like
1: Rust
3: right there. Right there. <laughs> yeah, we have we have oh, a big really? ass TV that Mitchell's just got, and we've been playing a lot of like Modern Warfare Two here. And like Dylan put this video up on his Facebook where it's like me and Paul or something like versing the each radio? other. Oh, it's me and Vicus. Look at that! I already forgot about Vicus. Like his dad did at that baseball game when he was 13. He was actually a soccer <laughs> and, <laughs> well, Why are you playing defense? Okay. <laughs> We yeah, have Vikas and I yeah. are playing uh, Marvel Warfare 2, where we're 1v1ing on Rust, you know, the OG way. And Dylan's recording it and then turns around, walks five steps to the left, and then all of a sudden there's Rust out that window behind me there that I'm pointing at, and you can't see because this is a podcast. Yeah. And uh, Just visualize it. Visualize Rust we're it, it, beside
1: It's
0: Rust. identical. It, it actually it's is. It's beautiful, yeah. inspiration. You guys have a lot of inspiration around here, you know? We
3: try. Like, that's the thing. Oh, yeah, we we feed off each other for sure. Yeah, like, I, I think one big thing, too, that really moved us towards, like, maturity was we've all had some like really serious stuff happen in this last year. Yeah. And, um, it kind of made us realize like how important our friend group is, how important, like what we do is like how much release we get out of the articles, out of like hanging out, out of going to autocross events and track days, how much we get out of like traveling and just doing things for the sake of being a group of friends and doing car stuff. Um, it kind of, it all started around this time last year. I'd, uh, Carson and I had this AW11 MR2 that we owned in high school and Semi-restored like it was in a car accident and we fixed the front end of it and did a bunch of work to it And then it just kind of fell apart later on because like us working on it because time kind of got in the way And then our good friend James who's also a part of our team and a coworker of mine He um, he's an avid Toyota enthusiast and he decided he was gonna buy it and on day three of ownership He got in a head-on collision with a drunk driver and it was it was bad like we were <laughs> We were horrified. We uh, not only did like we think that James had almost been killed. We lost like a car that really meant a lot to us. And like that's when we just kind of all started coming together as a team. Like like James like phoned us. Like Mitchell was at the at the scene of the car accident like within minutes and like got James to the hospital and got James home. And James like like spent the night at Mitchell's house. And then you know, a few months later, like Mitchell and Matt were in a really bad car accident in Richmond where they were actually uh, head on by somebody turning left in front of them. Just making a really bad judgment call and like a number of our team was behind and actually had to watch this and it was uh like that was a really big learning experience i think for everyone we just we realized just how dangerous sometimes the car hobby is no matter how good a driver you are no matter how much experience you have behind the wheel like somebody else's bad judgment call can kill you yeah not even
4: how much you're following the speed limit yeah like both of us were doing exactly the speed limit in the correct lane doing nothing wrong when the accidents happened.
3: That is Mitchell in the background, so you guys. know. I don't know if you can hear him or not that well. Yeah. The mic's not really close to him, but, but a- he was doing the speed limit. I can attest to it with my own two eyes. Yeah, and, and- it's like it's a dangerous hobby, even when you're not
0: doing the hobby, right? Yeah. Like it's it's a, it being like a better driver or like trying to be one of those people who like attempts to improve on the skills you already have, right? Yeah, and tries to become a driver. It doesn't really matter if, like you said, somebody makes another mistake. Yeah, right? 100%. all the laws.
3: And, like, and seeing it's like seeing your friends go through this kind of stuff, it really, like, it shows you just how important your friends are to you. And, uh, like, like Vicus was in a really bad car accident where he was rear-ended, and his first reaction was to phone me.
1: Um, so, when I was, I was heading towards BCIT, and uh, traffic built up on Highway 1, and I came to a complete stop, and I only had this car for exactly 30 days. It's a blue BMW E46, you know, I love the car to death. Um I come to a stop and I look in my rear view mirror and I see this black Mercedes just charging down, not showing any signs of stopping. And you know, in our friend group we always joke about stuff and for some reason my sense of humor kicked in I was like, ha, I'm gonna get hit. And for some reason the last second, um I was like, Oh my god, I'm gonna get hit. So I knew I had to relax. I don't know how I did it, and I did it. I just laid back, I said, Okay, this is it. And as I got hit, I flew into the steering wheel. Airbags didn't go off because there was a recall on them, and I wasn't informed about them. It the recall. Oh, God, why? Um, flew into the steering wheel, and I was dazed. I was out. Um, I was sitting there, and I was like, hey, I need help. I can't move. I'm in a lot of pain. I reached for my phone and, you know, thumb scanner, and the first thing that popped up was Alex T. And I was like, okay, like, Alex, he helped me. Like, you know, Alex is one of my good friends. He's always been there for me, you know? Press the button. He's like, "Hey, buddy, like, how's it going?" And I, I don't remember this part. I'll let Alex say what happened because I don't yeah, remember. Yeah, so I, much.
3: I, I get this phone call from Vicus. I'm like, "Hey, man, like, what's up?" And he's like, "My car won't start." <laughs> and he said, like, "So weird." Like, he just sounded so off, and I was really confused. I'm like, "What, what do you mean your car won't start?" But I'm like, "Is the battery dead?" And he's like, "Yeah, my car won't start." And I'm like, "Vicus, like, what, what's going on? Like, is, is your battery dead? Like, try jump starting or bump starting or something?" He's like, "I think." I think I've been in a car accident. I'm like, what the hell do Whoa, you mean? And he's yeah. like, yeah, totally out of it. Wait, and I'm just like, man, like, what do you mean? And he's like, yeah, yeah, I was, I was in a car accident. I'm, I'm in a lot of pain, and I just started screaming at him to call an ambulance. Like, man, like, why the hell are you calling me? Like, don't call me, call an ambulance. Right. Where are you? I'm gonna call your parents. I'm gonna get to you. And he's like, <laughs> and he's just like, no, I'm okay. I'm just like screaming at him. I'm like, no, you're not okay, man. Like, call an ambulance. And he's just so out of it. But like, it's those kinds of phone calls. It's like when when James phoned Mitch to tell him that he'd been in that car accident, or when when Mitchell and Matt were in their car accident and Matt was on a stretcher and asked Vikas to call his mom and tell him what happened or when like Vicus gets rear-ended and phones me. It's like, it's those moments that just show you how important your friends are to you. Yep. And like for us, I think that was like a huge amount of growing for myself personally. Like I had the, those realizations through like witnessing it with my friends. But my big realization was like uh, at the beginning of August, I had a really serious injury at work. Um, I go into a lot of detail in it in our last article on the website, which is the first article for B-Road, which is titled Hustle Garage is Dead, and I won't bore you guys to death with the details of it here. It's all on all on the website, but long story short, I, I had an 850-pound metal gate come down on me, and uh, I got impaled, and I had a metal bar nine inches in my body, and it missed my heart by next to nothing, and I legitimately was thinking I was dying. Like, I sat there under this thing with my blood everywhere, and I was convinced, like, this is it. This is my last day on Earth. Like... I'm not going to see any of this stuff again and then after you know like being in the hospital for a few days and then getting home and spending about a week and a half at home not doing anything I finally had my friends like coming by and getting me out and I came back to the warehouse and the first time I had any emotional reaction to like the whole accident I was I came to the warehouse one day and uh, nobody had noticed that I was here yet and I walk in and I just started crying my eyes out I was like man like what the hell I'm, I'm not a crier I'm not really a sad person in general and I just started like just crying and crying and crying. And I couldn't figure out, like, why I was having this reaction, like, why it took this long. Like, it had been, like, three weeks since everything happened. It was the first time I showed any, like, reaction to it. And then it hit me. I was, like, looking around at this warehouse, like, looking at my friends, like, like, there's, like, Vikus and Dylan upstairs, like, playing NHL on the TV. And my buddies are downstairs, like, working on our drift truck. And there's, you know, someone making fun of someone in the back. And everyone's yelling at each other. And, like, and I'm, I'm looking at this, and I just realize it's like, holy shit. Like, I didn't think I'd ever see this again. Like, I genuinely thought I'd never, ever be here again. I'd never see my friends again, never see my car, my warehouse, any of, like, my buddies doing their thing. Like, it just, it's those moments when you realize just how important, like, the people in your life are. And like for us, I know this has been like kind of a really long rant, but like, that's what really prompted our change. Like that made us grow. And like everyone in our team really had these experiences where it was like, holy shit, life is real. Get real, like grow up and, and like make things the best you can for yourself and put that like level of quality in. And that's why everything changed. And that's kind of what prompted it. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm.
0: that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't just a, uh, you know, like, a um, uh, what's it called? Not like stick art, but it wasn't you know it wasn't it was like, like like a... your guys' a logo. It wasn't just like a drawing of a mountain. It's like oh the B road. Let's let's make a cool thing because everybody else is doing it, right? It yeah. wasn't, wasn't one of those things. It doesn't feel like to me. It was no, no, it was
2: just a lot of meeting behind it. It took but, us yeah. two
3: months to make the logo. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. We, had we had like
2: designers, like graphic designers. We had I think we had like three maybe. We had three graphic designers. Three and... three graphic designers. The first one, lit it was like a trial and error, like constant and just like okay. We'll send you what we like. And then he sends it back. We're like, what the fuck is
4: this? Oh, yeah, lots of revisions. <laughs> yeah, throughout. and then it oh, was yeah. just
2: like, I think yeah. maybe it took like seven back and forth between like, we're just like, okay, wow, shit, you're actually getting somewhere. Because like the first, on the third one, I was like, this is the fucking Nissan logo. Yeah. I was like, what the, f-? I'm like, what is this? This is the well, true, Nissan it was, it was logo. Like he, Don't get me wrong. He's a pretty good designer. Like, I'm, we were really happy with the logo and stuff. But like the first three, I was like. Like
3: what? Right. <laughs> the the yeah. first one looked like word art over a stock photo of a highway. And we were like, Oh man, like this is like, what the hell? Like yeah. this is bad. And then like, I don't remember what the second one was, but Dylan was right. The third one at first, I was like, man, this looks good. And I'm like, Holy shit. Dylan's right. It's a Nissan logo. <laughs> like, it's just like a circle with like a rectangle. through yeah, it. Like yeah, yeah. this thing, this isn't going to work. Like people it was are going to be
2: kind of stressful. Cause we were like, we had this like deadline that was so realistic at the start. And then after like the third logo came in, I realized I was a Nissan logo. I was like, this deadline is not like yeah, realistic right, anymore. Right. Like need to push back. It, it, it was like at that moment when he sent the logo back, I was like, "There's no fucking way that we're getting this website up in two weeks," because this logo, this Nissan logo. Like we're gonna have to restart <laughs> from scratch again. And I was like, "Fuck!" Oh yeah, um, I was so excited. We we actually already had like, I think two articles like done and ready to go at that point. We did uh, the GT LM GT R8. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, we did an article nice. on that's that, yeah, and then um, I think. We went to um a classic car show in mission
3: that's right, yeah
2: and that was like uh had nothing to do with the article like the article we wrote on it was it was something about the car scene that he did i didn't I wasn't involved in that, but up until there we had two articles ready to go yeah and, uh, i at that point, I was really excited to get them up and and uh kind of like shock everyone with like holy shit like you decided to go with this team and the name is changing and course, like, holy yeah. shit, what's going on? Like I want people to freak out and yeah. kind of confuse them a little bit. It's and, funny.
3: but the one I nice, the up. one nice thing yeah. about it taking long to have things done and launch is like you really air out everything. Like you get every, like you have all your friends are playing devil's advocate You have everyone like, why won't this work? Why won't this work? You figure out all the small problems. Like you can, you can bring the website up, bring the website down, bring the website up, figure out all those small little issues that, you know, you'd run into if you rushed Mm -hmm. and work through all those kinks. And the other really positive thing about it is like with Dylan and Vikas and myself and just all of our reach, like we've we've got like half a dozen articles like ready to go, which oh, is yeah. nice. It takes yeah. that level of stress off, right? Like I'm, yeah. I'm sure you get that Marcus. When you do videos, if you have like four or five videos done, all of a sudden, that means you can just like hit go and post it as opposed to feeling like you need to keep up, like trying to get stuff out on a rush. Right. Yeah. So
0: right now it's, I mean, I wish it was like that right now at the current moment, we have like nine videos, maybe t- uh, 10 after today that are like shot, None of them are edited, though. Oh, wow. Right, That's the thing. Yeah. So we have a bunch. We have, like, hundreds and hundreds of gigabytes of just,
2: yeah. like, video. Oh, man. I, feel, I felt so bad for you. Yeah. Like, when I was thinking about, like, when Grayson was in South America, I was like, dude, like, you're, like, a one-man show at this point. Like, yeah, editing, much, filming, yeah. like, deciding, like, location and, and cars and stuff. Like, that was all on you for a little while, hey? Yeah, and that was that was that's probably pretty crazy for you, eh? Oh yeah. God yeah. damn, I don't know what's going on out there, guys. Sorry, that's but our
1: uh, that's our little project truck. In the I don't think you even hear it. Okay. Oh way.
0: okay. Yeah, this mics probably can't pick up, But <laughs> anyways, yeah, no. Yeah, um, no. It's uh well usually uh, like I do all the scheduling and the <clears> like <throat> messaging people and communications. Otherwise, it just shit gets confusing. Mm-hmm. If you have multiple people trying to like, I'm I mean I'm sure you obviously do all your like okay call this person or like at least collaborate with if you're going to collaborate with someone then like you guys are always on the same page right um but yeah locations and we're everything. extremely
1: lucky that but, way uh dylan alex and i can all work together and you know be like hey we're gonna shoot this day or we're gonna edit this day and you know there's never been any conflict of like oh i can't shoot this day or that you know like hey i got a client this person's coming let's shoot let's do this article it's, it's always been on the same page it's been super easy to work with them and I, I think that having Dylan on this team now has really, you know, expanded our reach now for who we can, you know, talk to and, you know, our influence oh, on the yeah. car scene and our skill in general. Like before, um, I was editing some photos last night and uh, I looked, <laughs> I looked at, oh. uh, sorry. I looked at uh, my older photos when Alex was first teaching me. <laughs> um, um, it was incredible. You know, I knew nothing about cameras. When I first grabbed a camera, I was going to be some little nature photographer and all that. And I didn't really know Alex. And he's like, hey, you got a camera. And I was like, oh, yeah, I did. And he's like, what are you going to do? I was like, I'm going to go shoot photos. And, you know, you go on Instagram, you look down and you see like, wow, nature. And it's just like a really cheesy quote from like a really bad poem. And the person's like went there five times. It's like a gravel path. And there's like this little stream. Like, I'm really a part of nature. I can really feel it. And so from stopping me from doing that, thank God, Alex reached in and said, No. No, you're actually going to do something with that camera. You're going to meet good people, and you're not going to become one of those. <laughs> so, pulled me aside, taught me how to shoot and everything, and it was incredible. And all the things he taught me through Lightroom, and then uh, Dylan came along. And um, what he did was incredible. We'll be shooting until 4 a.m. in Richmond at an airport with a Porsche. With and, Sid. You know, with, with Sid. Sid
2: yeah. Everyone knows Sid. Everyone knows oh, Sid. I
1: love Sid. What a great guy. Super nice guy. I'm sorry about that noise. But, um, you know, it... From light painting to rollers, and then taking it over to Photoshop, you know, from us sitting from you know 12 at night till 3 in the morning, laughing our butts off at stuff we can do at Photoshop with E30s and Wendy's, and you know, insert that person in there. You guys probably know who that is. or Probably don't. That's up to E30s you. E30s
0: and uh, Wendy's. the story behind. It. Okay. Yeah, that, it that, that, a that'll turn down. That'll, that'll all right. Me on, but all right.
3: Right. no, it was it was really good with like 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 um with Vicus's progression because like. I saw a kid with a lot of talent and like a lot of drive to learn and it was beginning to drive me a bit nuts because like he got to this point where he could take really good photos and he was, he was taking like we'd go out and shoot and he'd take a billion good photos and then he'd, like, edit a few of them and then they'd just sit on his computer and nothing would get done with them. The 240. Yeah, so, like, Dylan... <laughs> Dylan kicking in and just, like, really kicking Vikas' ass and being like, man, like, you have this talent. Like, let's keep working on it. Let's keep expanding. Let's learn new things. Let's use Photoshop. Let's, mm. like... Let's shoot interesting content that actually inspires you to finish what you're starting. And, like, to see Vikas get to this level where now, like, these photos are on the website beside Dylan's photos. And I have, like... I had I had a guy message me. A lot of you guys may know Elio. Um, he has his own personal blog. It's like life with a pepperoni or something. It's it's pretty funny. But that's that's Elio Elio Pinoni. He's a like a classic car guy. Pepperoni. And uh, he messaged <laughs> he, he messaged that's that's his name on Facebook. His Facebook name's Elio Pepperoni. Oh, that one. Okay. But um, to go add him up. Yeah, add him up. Creep this guy. He <laughs> he does interesting stuff. But um, but yeah. So Elio Elio hit me up today after the article went up, and he just like he sent me a screenshot of one of Vicus's photos and was like, man, I don't even know who the hell Vicus is. He's like, but this photo is absolutely amazing. Like you guys have done an incredible job with your photography and blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, man, I'm like, this guy went through like the whole article and the photo that stuck out to him was Vicas' beside like 10 of Dylan's photos. And that really blew me away. It was like, it's super exciting to see that like Vicus is getting this level now where like his photos can like sit beside Dylan's and it doesn't look like some kid took it on a Nikon Coolpix. <laughs> like,
4: <laughs>
3: but, um, No, it's awesome. And, like, Dylan's an incredible teacher. Like, if it wasn't for Dylan, like, way back when, like, I don't think I would have been as inspired to learn photography stuff as I had. Like, I've just started getting into, like, shooting film, and it's entirely because Dylan was like, hey, check out this, like, this, like, link to all these photos that I shot a bunch of years ago, and it's all film stuff. And, like, I saw it, and I was like, man, this is so inspiring. I need to learn how to do this. So I went and stole a a film camera off our buddy Connor and just started shooting with that, and it's been an absolute blast. Dylan, do you... How many film cameras do you have?
2: Um... Eight. 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 Sorry. Sorry. I ate. <laughs> yeah. I got eight. Yeah, we got eight. <laughs> Yeah, I got eight, on those mics. eight dude, film rest cameras. Rest in peace, <laughs> headphone users. I'm yeah. so sorry. <laughs> that was you guys. You No, know no, what no, no. What? Was, no, you, this is not even hooked literally. up. No, no,
1: it's you. You put D- this that mic down your throat. throat. I blame you. This is not even I I hooked slightly up. slightly turned on buddy. you know, um, yeah. Eight film cameras? Eight film cameras, oh, yeah. Shit. Value Village mm. is,
2: is a, a gem. Oh, my God. Yeah, I just go to Value Village and find the shittiest ones. I think I have, like, a Mickey Mouse film camera somewhere. It's It's actually, no, it was really good, dude. I I pumped some Sears uh, series expired <laughs> film in there, and uh, it was really cool. I got a really go- cool set on that one. Yeah, I was really excited. The thing oh. I
1: find funny about Dylan is that he, he he has such a high skill level that we were driving one day and we're behind Sid. He's like, "Yeah, if you just watch this, I'm gonna take a roller with my camera." And he's driving. And he goes like this. He's like clicks it, and like I've been trying all night to get a perfect roller, and he gets oh this self. perfect oh. roller, he's like, ah, dude, look, and I'm like, oh my god. I turned off my camera, put it my bag, and I'm like, that's it, you know, I have a Sony A6000, I spent like over a grand on the thing, and Dylan pulls out this iPhone 5, and he's like, I got it, see ya. Five that actually. Oh, yo, big boys. Yeah. Five that's, S- like stepping,
0: that's like stepping on a real film set for me, and seeing <laughs> people actually produce, like, real shit, and I'm like, Okay, I'm just going to go cry in a corner right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, no, but that,
1: that's the thing with this group is that we all feed off of each other. And, you know, no matter how, you know, how uh, big the skill gap oh, beautiful. Nice. job, like, Dylan. That's or... something I can't achieve. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I just stop
3: burping entirely. Yeah, he stops. He puts the burping away.
1: Yeah, I, the other side, you know. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> so, what happens with, you know, the skill gap that we have with this group is that we feed off of each other. If I'm not shooting well, Dylan will be like, Dylan will be like here, no, do this, try this. she will take over the whole thing and be like, shoot like this. And I'll get this amazing photo and, you know, he'll help you out. And same thing with Alex. I'll I'll stop shooting and Alex will be like, no, come here, do this, try this. He'll literally grab me, position me, lock my shoulders and be like, take the shot, take the shot, done. So, I mean, like, I'm surrounded by, you know, two of the best teachers and two of the best guys who really go out of their way to teach me. So you know, if you're surrounded by a
3: team like that, then you're definitely, you know, bound to produce some really great work. Oh, for sure. And like, that's the nice thing about having a team. (laughs) (laughs) I really hope I heard that. That That's that's the nice, the the great thing about having a team as well as the fact that like, we don't have 10 photographers or 10 writers or like 10 people designing slapstickers. Like, that's not what we do, right? We have, we have like a team of diverse people, a team that does like a few people are taking photos, and a few people are complaining about how three JBCs are the same prices as a, as a baconator. And then, like, we got. <laughs> no, I'm I'm just kidding. But, we, but seriously, we got we have a diverse team. We got we have like pe- we have everyone that t- ticks off a box for everything that we're looking for, and that's just that's how the website is maintained. Like. I like. I have to say, like our, our Johnny Lewis, I, I got to shout him out really hard because beautiful jo- man. Johnny is beautiful because Be- he is Beavis. in Bevis. Beavis, yeah. Beavis. <laughs> Jesus Christ, John- Johnny is in Detroit, and he's he's um, he's been like this integral member of our team from day one. But Johnny is like doing his doctorate in electrical engineering on a full ride scholarship to the University of Michigan, and he's like on contracts with like the American government and stuff and they pay him and he does research. And it's just like, he is the busiest dude I've ever met in my whole life. Yet somehow he edits every single article I write takes all the photos that everyone shoots, puts them on the website, maintains the website, does all the changes and everything. Like, even like Blake, our web developer, when he was having issues for our launch, he just like mentioned to Johnny, he's like, hey, like, I'm having like, an issue with this, this, and this. And within three hours, Johnny had it done. And it's like, like, Johnny, how are you doing that? He's like, yeah, I'm in the middle of a lab. Don't worry. He's like, I'm just doing it on my iPhone. Like, Dude, are you <laughs> kidding? Like That's crazy, man. And like Johnny just somehow has managed to be this like, extremely dependable part of our team, despite the fact that we see him maybe like two times a year.
1: I've met him once being on this team. Yeah. Like, just once. And that was for one night. Right.
3: yeah it's it's just it's wild and like that's the thing like when I say that like we really rely on each other with this team I mean it and like that's why I'm so happy with the people I've surrounded myself with. It's because like you can't do everything yourself. Mm -hmm. You just can't like you, like there's no way that one person can do everything themselves. And if you think that you're delusional.
0: Well, no. And then everything else just suffers
3: because of it. Exactly. Exactly, Like
0: you need to put time into something that you're actually going, that you actually want to move forward. You kind of need to, like you can have a few things, but you know, as soon as you start to make yourself like, I need to be the most well-rounded at like, my niche or genre
3: or whatever the heck you want to call it, then, I don't know, other stuff just kind of falls by the wayside, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you really have to, like, dig out what you're good at and then push it and then hope that everyone else around you is pushing what they're good at to, like, a similar level. Mm -hmm. And that's like, I think that's one thing that we learned really quickly was kind of like, who's doing something and who's not doing something. And then you have to come to that hard realization that sometimes people need to move on. Right. So that always sucks, you know, when it's a group of friends trying to do something, but at the end of the day, like it's a, it's a group of friends trying to do something. And if you value the friendship and if you value like what we're doing here, then you, you really need to actually like put that level of effort in. And if people aren't willing to, then that just kind of speaks like really heavily about their character and like what they're capable of. So Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, no, and I also really admire what you guys are doing as far as like writing, like having, you know, having the bold move and the the actual, uh, you know, um, motivation to go out and make something like a website that actually has writing on it versus like, hey, i made an Instagram profile, and that's it.
3: That's for sure. And yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah. well, no, but like, yeah, Dylan raises his hand. Dylan, sad, no. Dylan, you're not like, an no, example I'm just, I'm of that scared. at no, all. No,
0: no, but we, like, I've. You know, you guys know what I'm talking about. You know, just like they don't show their faces or whatever the heck. And it's just, you know, it's that's the Instagram profile. The Mm -hmm. the brand is the profile versus like you guys have writing, right? For instance, which is something that I've wanted to do for a long time. And it's one of those things that is like, I'm going to get to that at some point. Like I'm going to try and at least hone my skills from right now, which is fucking zero. Yeah. Because I, you know, almost failed English class and stuff like that. You know, that wasn't really anything I was interested in. Um, cause you know, shooting video requires no speaking or writing or anything. It's just <laughs> <No>. <laughs> you do, but yeah, that's also, you know, you, uh, you guys actually are going after something that takes more than just the easy internet stuff. Yeah. Well so I, I say this, easy. I
3: say this to people all the time too, that if I had the finances to back it and the capability of doing so hustle garage and now obviously B road, it wouldn't be a website. It would be hard media. It'd be a magazine. Oh sure. Yeah. And like no. that, that's like, that's the goal because like for me, my inspiration and almost everything car related has come from magazines cause come from hard media flipping through those pages of magazines as a kid, seeing those photos that like blow you away in like a super sport mag or sorry, like a super street mag or like, uh, like import tuner, or even like D sport, like seeing, seeing those magazines as a kid. And like those, like, like the words on the page and the photos that like really capture what you're feeling like, that's, that's like nothing else, you know? Mm. And I think that's what like draws a lot of people in with this hobby. And, like, for us, like, when we went to California, not this, like, this past summer now, but the summer before, like, we actually spent a full day at D-Sports, like, headquarters down there. And for me, that was, like, Mecca. That was, like, man, I've been reading your magazine since I was 12 goddamn years old. Like right, I've been subscribed right. for nine years. I've read every single page of every single magazine you've pumped out. I know your guys' lives and cars and everything inside and out. And it's like, go there and like they, them be so hospitable and like let us in and show us everything. And like, this is where we like write stuff. This is our photo room. This is where we work on the cars. Mm-hmm. This is like our front desk. This is our warehouse. This is our in-ground dyno. This is our full machine shop with $5 million worth of machining tools. Like just like they walked us around there was not a single thing they didn't show us and it was just it was wild and for me it was like full circle it was like this is what I want to do with my life like if I can make this my life that's what I want that's for me where all the motivation came from yeah, it was like that big yeah. big push where it was like what is it going to take for me to go from where I am here and get to that level like what is it going to take and I don't like whatever it is I will take those steps to get there, whether it takes 10 years, 20 years, 100 years, I don't care. Yeah. But that for me, it was like the most inspirational moment of my whole life.
0: Yeah. As, as soon as you can see the, um, I guess, not like the end goal, but you know, someone who or like, you know, you can see it in material, like you actually went to the shop, you actually met the guys, right? Yeah. It's, it's not just, it becomes, it's not just like, you know, you're, you're actually putting a name to a face, exactly, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, which is really cool. Yeah, and I think that, that pushes so many people in like, it doesn't really matter what you're doing, right? If you meet someone that you've been, that is just kind of this like mystic figure, right? You're maybe yeah. some small town in the middle of nowhere in the States. Right. And you're, Got hooked up on the internet or whatever when you were sixteen. You've been looking at all this stuff, and but then the moment that you actually get to see something, you're like, "Oh, these guys are just—they're just normal dudes." Exactly. That yeah. were. So why can't I do it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I'm exactly. sure, like,
3: I'm sure even you get that as to a certain level. Like with the amount of subscribers that you have on on your channel, and like the amount of people that watch your stuff, like they're not looking at you as like Marcus, this like young guy that just pushed really, really hard and started making these great videos. They're looking at you as like. Some kind of like icon, like they're they're looking at you, like oh God, man, like not. no, no, no realistically, <laughs> no, realistically, that's that's the way people are gonna oh, look you at have it. Fans, you 100%. got like you, you got fans, man. I, like, I,
2: I've had people come up, like
4: You're friends with that roads and travel, dude. I'm no, like, shut the fuck up. No, I'm, I'm no like, yeah, that's my boy.
2: You, that's my boy. <laughs> yeah.
3: And like, I don't know. I think I think people kind of get to that certain level where they they start almost like like, and I'm not. I say people, I mean like the fans. like they almost get to this level where they start losing that level of like. Humanity. They stop. They stop mm-hmm. viewing you like you're just another person. They start mm-hmm. viewing you as like, oh, this person is elevated. Like they're 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 better than me. Therefore, I can't do that. But it's not the case. Like no. I like that's what I always want. Like I remember one of my big moments like uh, about a year ago. I was at um I was at a Thursday night meet when I was at the Princess Auto and I was just like shooting a photo of these like two pretty humble looking S13s. And, uh, this group of kids like comes up to me and they start like making jokes and stuff. And we're like chatting and whatever. And then the one guy asks me like, Hey, like, do you take a photo of my car? And I'm like, yeah, I did. And he's like, Oh, he's like, do you edit them and post them? Like, where can I see it? I'm like, Oh, I'll probably just post it on like the hustle garage Instagram. And he's like, hustle garage. He's like, Whoa, that's crazy. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, what? And he's like, you work for hustle garage. I'm like, well, I'm like. Like I, I started it. Like, 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 what do you mean work? Like, it's just like a blog man. And he's just like, oh, man. He's like, you're Alex. I'm like, yeah, I'm Alex. Like, yeah. And he's like, that's crazy, man. He's like, he's like you're like famous. And I look at this guy. So like, cool. I'm like, dude, stop. I'm like, stop. He's like, what? I'm like, don't, don't call me that. I'm like, I'm not famous. I'm just like a dude with a camera and like yeah. good ideas, I guess. And yeah. like, and I just said to him, like, man, like if I write an article and post it in the first day, it gets 10,000 views. I'm Like that's sick. I'm like, if I write an article and post it in the first day it gets four views that's also sick cuz i wrote that article for me because like i enjoy it you have and, to you can
0: yeah. you can't post it for as soon as you start i mean there is a middle ground to to a certain extent yeah. in surviving but there's not like if you just post stuff to be like oh, i think people might enjoy this or so you start going through stuff you've written maybe and then you start tweaking oh, things yeah, like to totally. suit a certain audience yeah. if you're you, doomed if like, you're
2: re- re- like if you're oh, goddamn <laughs> read uh dodo logics blog before Have you ever read it he's like He's very critical with stuff like he doesn't care if people like don't like it or do like it like he'll just write for him and like there, yeah. there's some stuff in there that are, is just like so controversial and like he just he doesn't care like he just you know he just writes it and like like stuff about the Vancouver car scene or i read or I how read their, shows were and... uh,
0: the thing on driven yeah in Vancouver great
3: article oh that, that was, was one really the... good yeah that was like moving that was that was inspirational like reading that was like man like it is people like us that need. To understand that every move we make and everything we do is reflecting the Vancouver car scene and anytime that we get negative and anytime we start saying there's no scene here it's just you gotta remind yourself it's that mindset that gets created in so many different people that is why there's no car scene here and like there's always a potential to have a good community anywhere you go it doesn't matter where you are there always is that potential it just relies on positivity and effort and if you don't have those two things you can't get there
2: I think it's become a trend where people
1: well, it's, it's because it's so easy to do that, you know? People think, oh, yeah, you know, like, oh, what a shitty car, blah, blah, I can hate on that, but reality is they don't even have a car. Some of the guys don't even have a car, and they're, like, saying, like, oh, it's shit, you know, blah, blah, I would roll up in a Civic, and I would look at all these cars, like, these are fantastic, I don't care, you know? You learn the story behind someone's car, it looked like a piece of crap, you know, like a rusty 240, but then you hear about the story about... How, You know, him and his dad restored it or something, and you know, every car has an amazing story to it. It's super easy to hate, but you know, mm-hmm. it, mine takes, it takes <laughs> mine was just a piece of shit Actually, from no, when I yours, bought it, but I love yours. It. Has, a story, yours has now. a story now, yeah. Oh, you've, yeah, you've really? given that let's, car a story, let's, let's so,
0: tell me I haven't me even thing. seen your car yet, Dylan. Oh, yeah, what the <laughs> <laughs> fuck?
1: It's, it's a shittier version of mine.
0: Wow, yeah, oh, yeah wow, it a, is. Vancouver, scene. do is. Don't 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 hate on people's. Also, quickly, one thing about the Vancouver car scene is like. It it's a small like Vancouver in terms of the car community it's a small scene like it's very small but it like you were saying about yeah. the stories and everything like it runs deep as soon as you start meeting people at meets yeah. you're like this is unlimited I like, feel like really. sometimes it
2: just gets so boring because it's so small that the small talk is so interesting to people that it spreads around <laughs> so fast because that that's what makes people have fun yeah. for some reason yeah. out of it and uh yeah, I was, you know. Don't, I, I also love and... your
1: car. Like, don't get me wrong. I drove the other day for the, you know, and I was I was screaming. I love it. Like, it's not yeah, you a did. Scary. You did drive it for the I, first time, did. didn't you? Um, so yeah, he did. What's the scariest thing you've ever been chased by?
3: Have you ever been chased before?
1: You've been in like chased you? pursuit. What is, what is the scariest well, thing you can throw back at and be like, "Wow, I was absolutely terrified. I couldn't think." Okay, hard
3: mode, it's not a police officer. It's not a police officer. So, Marcus, what was the scariest thing you've ever been pursued by? I'm trying to think. I'm not even sure. You've never been pursued before.
0: Oh, I've definitely been pursued. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. What does that I even mean? Like, I, I, that, I, I don't right? know. You <laughs> or guys have, you, like, have like horses have you, and or have you million been, dollar
2: houses and
1: nice parents. And pursued by million dollar <laughs> houses. Nice <laughs> parents. You're so a road. We have a lot That's of parents. We have parental issues. Dad, if you listen know. to this, well, I can no, assure I, you. I, I'm pretty lucky. I got a pretty awesome dad. I mean, on my 19th birthday, he, I was out and he came in and he's never met half these guys. He comes out, you know, walks out with a friggin' Orange, beer. March. He's like, my name is Pardeep. But tonight, I am party deep, and just slams two beers. I mean, it was you know. pretty It was pretty great. It was pretty awesome. He
3: broke down some uh, racial deep. walls in that one. That was beautiful. So. <laughs> but sorry, go so on. What was the scariest I, thing sorry, you pursued there. by? Oh, God. Have never uh,
0: gotten in a pursuit before? A group of, like, raccoons, maybe? Whoa! God, no. that's, that's pretty scary, man. Like, <laughs> they're, they're, the they're having their own little, like, fight, you know? Yeah. And then I just suddenly find myself accidentally in their, like, in their bubble. But you're driving <laughs> or you're walking? No, I'm on foot. You're talking wow. about cars specifically. I'm talking about cars, yeah. You're All driving right.
4: and something pursues you, oh, oh,
0: Another car? I and mean, we chase cars every single day when we film. I guess, does that count? I don't know. Oh, no,
1: you're
3: the pursuer? You're the pursuer. Oh, yeah,
4: uh, it, it depends. It. Pursuee. Yeah. 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 Thank, thanks, cheers. Mitchell. Ladies and gentlemen, we appreciate it. He,
3: he has experience with yeah. that. With correcting stuff, yes. so we right. need that. Yeah. Um, the best I've been a
0: passenger in All a train car. Train I've told this story multiple times, but I've been a passenger in a car and being pursued allegedly by a police officer. But I was a passenger, and okay. I've sworn never to get in the passenger seat of this dude's car
3: ever again. Okay, Just because that day so was like... Allegedly yeah. the other night, we were doing an <laughs> alleged photo shoot, and uh, Dylan was allegedly driving over the alleged Golden Ears Bridge.
2: Uh,
0: Oh, card up, oh my full. Oh, oh, I was afraid. Oh. Of All right, Dylan's
3: mic is dead, so I'll I'll uh, I'll carry on with this use my, one. Use my phone. Here we go. Oh, we were recording before. with the phone here. The back. Dylan's back. It's recording. You're good. Just hold it like. Oh, yeah. boom. Cool. Sweet. So good. All right. So, back. Alleged goal nears <clears throat> bridge after alleged photo shoot, and Dylan is uh, driving his E36 at uh, allegedly very high speeds with a lot of digits and. Uh,
2: we're, uh, I was we're going go- speed limit, I'd say.
3: Yeah, speed, speed limit times four. But um, <laughs> uh, well,
2: I, I mm, no, I plead the fifth. Plead the fifth. Yeah.
3: Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, um, so we're 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 flying and we're going over the bridge, nice and quick. And I guess. Um, we uh, we passed a number of vehicles that were going you know like half the speed limit. And they're like maybe like a third of the speed well, limit. Well, it may have
0: just... seemed that way, but on Golden Ears, they were probably like already going double the speed limit too. Probably, it's
3: it's limits. a really low speed limit. There. Yeah. I blacked
2: out. I thought it was in the Nurburgring or something like that, and yeah. By the time I got off, I was like, like holy shit! It's I think we're in says. pursuit.
3: You're in E36. It's always the Nurburgring, right?
2: Anyways, yeah, no. When I got off the exit, I was like, "Wow, this uh, this ambulance is is riding up behind me pretty close." I was like, "I'm gonna take a, a swing around this roundabout and see if he's actually following me." And I went around twice, and I was like, "Yep, he's following me." And Alex is like, "Yeah, you're being pursued right now." Whoa! Yeah. I was so, like, so, Dylan, so Dylan's like. I was like, he's, wow. He's
1: dropped a gear and gone,
2: you know. Yeah, I. Oh, got, that, that's I, an easy yeah, win for yeah, you. No, though. it was no. not. Actually. Oh no, no, hang it's on. This where we were we is coming quick. up to a one-way road, one way in, one way out, and that was it. So I dropped second gear, went around two cars on the left lane safely, um, and within the within like, the law. Um, and then, uh, yeah, it was, it was my car's really loud, so it just it's hard to get away because you, you know it's like fucking. It's loud. Oh, it's very loud. Yeah, so
3: Dylan, yeah, Dylan's so anyways, like, Dylan's freaking out. He's I'm like, man, out. this guy's I'm, chasing I'm like, me. Goddamn, like, like,
2: this guy's fucking psycho, man. Like he's persistent. Like he's following me. I don't know why. We like, got a
3: vigilante and a Lambo lamb. <laughs> yeah, so I, yeah. yeah. I got,
2: I got like a block ahead and, um, Alex was like, all right, take this turn right here. Like on the side street, cut your lights. And I was like, all right. So I did turn off the engine cruise to a stop. And uh, they're like, oh, he's going by. So he, like, goes by, right? So, like, then, Vig- well, Vegas hopped
3: like, out to here, watch the corner, and, like, he sees the ambulance go by. So we're like, all right, perfect. Like, ambulance has gone past. Like, we are good to go. We're going to, like, double back and go the way we came. So Vegas hops back in the car. Dylan kicks it back on, and we get back on that street. And uh, as we're coming up to that street, what we didn't realize is the ambulance had decided to give up and turn around uh, so as oh, soon no, as we no. as soon as we hit that road that ambulance was pointed right yeah, at us yeah he's, yeah, he's my, pointing right at my. us so
2: i'm like Alex was like yeah swing by him i was like fuck all right so we like drove right past him he decides to turn around again and while, then, he's but, but, around. But while he's turning around while he's turning around we've been convinced that he gave up again like okay yeah. he's fully given up now yeah there's no so, way like, he's to you know, like, turn around switch spots with me switch so, spots with yeah. me so we're in the middle of the road and I look back and this thing turns the corner. I'm like, holy- so fuck. Dylan and
1: I sprint around the corner. I jump in his seat, and so you guys don't know, I'm not the tallest guy in the world. And Dylan's huge. Like he's a tall, he's a he's a tall, tall guy. And so I get in his seat. Well, hang on, how tall are you, Dylan? I'm 6'5. And how tall are you, Vikus? I'm five six. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah. let's so put that perspective, yeah, yeah. guys. You know? And, and so I sit in his seat, it's a racing seat. I get in, he gets in that side, and I'm sitting there, I can't reach the steering wheel, and I cannot reach the pedals. So I'm sitting there, I'm like, oh my god, I see this giant ambulance turning his corner, I was like, oh my god, Dylan, Dylan, what do I do? So I clunk the seat, put it back in, I didn't have time to adjust, and it threw me right up to the steering wheel, like I was right up against it. Like, my arms had no room to move, and I was like, oh my god, like, here we go, drop it in first, I'm gone, flying around this corner... And we're like, oh my god, like, this guy just won't stop. Like, what's going on? And then we hear the here, here. So
3: like, this, okay. this ambulance. Okay. This, this, this ambulance is dropping the hammer. Like he is, he, he's, like, he he is don't. pushing that LS motor as Dude, hard he, as yeah, she will go. Yeah, going, going to, he to is, town. He is, he is like <laughs> full pin behind us. We're flying. And, and yeah, is, I'm freaking out. Like yeah, I'm Dylan's free, just like I'm man, freaking like, out. What's I'm
2: like, holy shit. Like I don't know what we're gonna do. Like there's no way out. This guy's clearly on the phone with
0: police. Oh yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Aren't you guys worried that there's gonna be cops Yeah, The fear was
3: we need to. get get away from the ambulance so he wouldn't know where we were going so he couldn't tell the police where yeah, we were yeah. so we were like as soon as we can lose the ambulance we're golden but we weren't so,
2: doing anything illegal no there's nothing so. illegal it's all legend this could be a great story it's not even a real story like we were just making I could it
3: actually be yeah you
1: know six seven deal it could be five six you yeah no know. we were just making it's
2: this true. up it's a funny story anyways yeah. um at <laughs> the end of the story so we're we're coming up on the last turn of this like like one way in one way out stretch and um like, I look ahead of me, and the train crossing arms start flashing. I'm like, oh, fuck, this is This is, is your moment. I'm like, this yeah, we is were it. toast. we <laughs> am like, this is either we don't make it around the train, we have to turn around and fucking do this for another half hour, or we we beat the train. And this is like a Hollywood movie moment, like, right now. I'm like, Vicus, yeah. you got to fucking do this. And he's yelling at me, so he's like, I- Vicus.
1: Do I, I dropped the gear. I, I heard someone say "Dukes have hazarded and I was like, I was like, <laughs> I was like, at a like, ramp and I dropped the gear,
3: drop the clutch. I'm flying and the things. I
1: don't. I've yeah, never seen them they drop so hard. So we're, yeah, so we're coming. Drops. We're coming
3: towards the thing. We're almost there and we're like, this is good. We're gonna make it. We're gonna make it. And then all things, things just come down real quick. And now the road is blocked. He like, stopped. I'm and like, like,
1: go, go, go. Snake and Vegas is like, what am I gonna do? What am I gonna do? I'm like, dude, go around it. And he's like, I, no, what? He said, he said, I, yeah. he said, snake it. And I was like, for some reason, it clicked. I was like, gotcha. Boom! This ambulance is coming up the corner. This train is coming. I'm like, I don't care if we die. We're going to do this, we're boys. <laughs> so close, I like snake dude. around it. All I hear is them screaming their lungs out, you know. I'm locked in like with this hysterical smile and like this hysterical laugh. Alex I'm, like, is, like <laughs> smacking him back. He's like, we did it, buddy, we did it. And now we're going <laughs> and I'm no, no, screeching no. and then like, they're like, Mika, slow down. I'm, my adrenaline Pumping. I'm hitting like 110 around a corner, out Alex like, dude, stop, we got away. I was like, yeah, like, yeah. We've,
3: we've already gotten away from the ambulance. He's gone, and Vegas is just like, full man. <laughs> he's got to keep he's it like going. Just keep it going. going. Vegas yeah, is just red-faced, like, yeah.
0: white-knuckling the steering wheel. He's like, like, still in Hollywood. He's we're, in we're Hollywood, man. Agenda. Like, dude's he yeah. like, yeah. he's Hollywood. like, <laughs>
3: he's painted a Confederate flag on the roof <laughs> of Dylan's car. No <laughs> <laughs> damn Duke boy. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite
1: part of this all... Was we're getting away, we're talking, we're screaming, like, oh my god, like, what do we do? And we're like, what do we want? We're clicked in, we're like, Chinese food. What is the best safe spot? Chinese, <laughs> Chinese food. So yeah. then I, I pull up to this place, and I was like, we're going to park behind a dumpster. So I, I hide his card behind the dumpster, and you know, you can't really tell the difference, dumpster or car. Yeah. <laughs> <I'm kidding. Easier laughs> t- Dylan, love your car. I'm kidding, buddy. So we, <laughs> we bit. get in, and me and Dylan are shaking. Like, I'm shaking because oh, I was yeah. like, I could have got caught. That would have been game over free for my license, and same with Dylan. Allegedly, you never know. And Alex is sitting there laughing hysterically because he can handle pressure like no one else. I don't understand. He's some robot. And I, I'm seeing there shaking. The guy comes up and he's like, "What do you want?" And I, we're all pale faced looking. Like sweet and sour pork. And then Dylan's like sweet and sour pork. And Alex's like sweet and, and sour rice. pork. <laughs> and then he's, like, he's like white rice. And he's like, "Do you want it mixed?" I was like, uh, "I was like, put it on top and mix it." He's like, "Is it separate or together?" I was like, "I was like, uh, mix it." And he's like, "He's like." <laughs> and then Alex looks at me and he's like, "Vicus, like, shut up." He's like, he's like, "She's like, shut up." He's like, "He's like, Vecus, do you want it separate or together?" I was like mix it and he's like oh my god like, <laughs> and then the guy that leaves he's like that's <laughs> it I'm done
4: yeah, this,
3: this guy is so frustrated because like Vikas is in like 100% adrenaline mode and he's talking like he has Tourette's like the guy's like hey like what can I get for you he's like Who's that pork I'm like, I'm still so freaky out. Yeah. Dylan like orders, he gets his food, he eats like one piece of it, just like sitting there. Like, oh, I couldn't me eat. Me. I could not eat. I was so freaked and, out. And, and then, like,
1: you know, the plate comes to me. I'm literally just stuffing my face full of it. The guy comes like, how's the food? I'm just, like, oh, it's
0: fantastic. And Dylan's, Can't you
1: Dylan's tell? like it's poking great. a piece of pork. And Alex is like, yeah, it's incredible. Thank <laughs> you so much. The guy's just looking at me like, like holy crap. What what's wrong, wrong?
2: with oh, this kid. kid? Oh, I even, wait, I think I actually have the fortune cookie from that. No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All
3: right, so yeah, B-road, sure B B-road top tip if you're ever being pursued by a vigilante in an ambulance, Naked. allegedly, 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 go get Chinese food.
4: I have it. Oh, he oh, has what it. What did he it say? Has his fortune. Oh, wait, didn't you post this or something? From
2: from the from the dinner and it says before you roar, please take a deep breath. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, God that's, damn. That's my, like an my epic story. And persistence will I, you
1: through anything. And I was like, wow. Like, I
2: thought it was this, epic. They were meant to happen. They were, they were getting so let's sentimental let's, on me. It was so funny. They're like, this is what friends are for, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> we're here for you.
1: Yeah. And then Dylan's like, oh my. Like, we've only, realistically, we've only known Dylan for like a couple months. And, you know, and here I am, you know, risking a life. Yeah, Making up
2: minute, all these you know, stories running about running, us uh, running. And, yeah, these stuff. fake stories. No yeah. ambulances. Yeah. What are we talking yeah. about? Oh, fuck.
1: But I know. Once again, it goes back to the team of how much we'll actually really do for each other. And we're actually just this. You know, big family. You know, as cheesy as that sounds, we all look out for each other, and you know, we're willing to do anything for each other. Allegedly. Allegedly. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm a That's uh, that's allegedly one of the scariest things that we've done for the past. That's while. not as
3: scary as being chased by angry. It, it's
2: weird because yeah. ah, yes. and oh Like yeah. I mean, with But like, that's
3: a real story, though.
2: Yeah. You know, the whole time real. I've actually shot photos. I've had no cop troubles, or like I haven't even really had any cop troubles. Me. And and now I started hanging out with Vicus, and <laughs> I shoot rollers for. 3.5 seconds and boom, lights flash. So I'm like, dude, I'm at Pit Lake. How the <laughs> fuck is there cops out okay, here? Okay,
1: well, to be yeah, honest, right. we weren't thinking. We okay, seen.
2: that was that was really dumb of us, actually. The, the cops passed us, and there was only one way in and one way out. And I was like, oh, let's start doing rollers, and we, they hadn't even left yet. So I was like, I didn't even think about it. And it was a
1: ghost car too. Yeah, I it mean, was. To be uh, fair. That was not very smart. And then I go in oh. I go left lane. Dylan's hanging out allegedly, and um, you know he aims his camera down. I hear one shutter clicking on his whoop, and I was like. Oh, yeah. my oh, yeah. God. Were, were, you, caught... were you, like, out the window or oh, what? Yeah, like... totally... He fell off. Like, he, he, was, he could fall out of nothing yeah, yeah,
3: like, you know how some guys are smart and build, like, camera rigs for shooting rollers where, like, you don't have to almost die every time you want to take a photo? Dylan's not one of those guys. Dylan is Spider-Man. He's out that window, like, yep. three-quarters of Budget. his body. <laughs> that's how you... You have to start out that way. You, you can't, do. It. You have to start yeah. out that you way. You wh- have to
0: risk your life initially. Huh? I, cop, see,
2: like... I see Mitchell getting all riled <laughs> up over here. He, when the cop came out, though, I've never seen... A brown guy goes so white, so fat. <laughs> he's like, he's like, "Hello officer, how are you doing today?" <laughs> like, <laughs> It's so so wonder bread, so and I was like, "It's Dylan looked at me, wonder bread, so confused. Yeah. He's like,
1: Because he didn't know me for that long. He's like, "What?" And I was like, "And I was like, uh, yeah, like thank you very much for your time." I really I'm very appreciate sorry, it.
2: officer. We will not be doing you that ever. Dylan
0: <laughs>
1: looks at me. He just starts laughing. He's like, "What no, was that?" <laughs> <laughs> like, "What?" And then like, you respectful know, Vicus. the person we're shooting behind us just didn't want to handle it that well. Yeah,
2: they they didn't think it was too funny. Yeah. But I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> it's yeah,
4: forget <laughs> Dylan hanging out of the cars. I've never seen somebody hang out of a car. As far to take a roller as Alex. I did drag my knuckle oh. on the pavement at
3: 140 kilometers, alleged 140 kilometers an hour, um, hanging out of the passenger window of a friend of mine's NSX. And the photo that I took was definitely worth it but yeah that was an incredible photo yeah that's like near near death experiences kind of enhanced the photography hobby <laughs> i suppose didn't you get a f- someone got a photo of that photo being taken uh that some somebody paul paul Intel took that photo like just moments before i was like okay yeah because i, I could have sworn yeah, i saw that it photo. was my yeah, profile yeah. picture for a while me yeah. hanging out of an nsx shooting photos is pretty cool yeah but um Side note, that was Pam's NSX. That's Pam's NSX. Yeah, it's, Pam's been on, dope, it's been on. It's been on your channel, hasn't it? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah.
2: They had a bit of pretty uh, hectic shoot with that one. Yeah. There was like I think there was wasn't there like nine NSXs for one shoot. Wow. That showed six, six. Yeah. Sorry, we six, had plans
0: six. to shoot four, and we were like, okay, we got. There were four of us coming out on this shoot, right? And we were like, okay, four NSXs. I would like I wasn't driving any of them. This was basically just like a showcase of like. This is the NSX, like a, a slice, a very small slice of the NSX group or community in Vancouver. And then uh, the guy who I was going through to basically organize all this is like, yeah, I can get all these guys together. And then we show up and there's six cars there, Man. six NSXs. So now we got six people just, you know, standing around. A shoot takes like three, four hours yeah. for yeah. this yeah. minimum, right? Yeah. And we're like, well we got to be good hosts. Like, how are you supposed to keep it's these people entertained? Yeah. It's, very it's so you, do you find that?
3: Do you find that frequently? Like, you'll show up to a shoot with somebody and people won't, like... They won't get just how long it takes?
0: Oh, right? yeah. No. Yeah, especially. Like, I try to make it clear, you know. Now it's... Before, it was, like, de- definitely going to be four hours to yeah. shoot, like, a ten-minute episode, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, But now it's, like, you know... It depends on the car, but some people ask or I'll... Sometimes I'll forget to you know tell them in approximate right. times like but let's shoot just like in the morning right just right. kind of like okay let's take the morning to shoot that, that's all i'll say and then they'll message me before and they're like oh yeah like okay let's say we're meeting up at nine they'll be like oh yeah i've got a like i've got to bounce at ten i've got this thing and i'm like that's not going to work yeah,
1: yeah
3: no. Like, sorry
0: but we we yeah. gotta just let's plan for another we can either rush or just plan for another day right sure, yeah. Yeah. Never it's, never it's never good never worth rushing, rushing. No.
2: Yeah.
1: no that's the quality of your work just drops immensely yeah, yeah.
2: i think it, it gets a lot funnier and and better for quality when you start like getting more comfortable with your client and stuff like that and you start just having fun and testing things around so
3: there's nobody i enjoy shooting more than like people that i've had multiple shoots with because they're used to my humor i'm used to theirs like i don't act super professionally when i'm doing this because to me it's a hobby not a job i don't feel i need to hold a certain level of like political correctness or or even just like straight faceness most of the time like i'm just out there to have fun
0: you've come to the right podcast yeah
3: Yeah, oh yeah. Well, I see that with Dylan too. Like, um, Volkswagen shoot the Volkswagen shoot. Yeah, (laughs) I make fun of Volkswagens a lot, and I shoot a lot of Volkswagens. Ironically, and I just kind of like make fun of all their cars the whole time I'm shooting their cars and most of these guys are used to it but sometimes they bring like a new person out and they'll be really confused as to why I'm like making fun of their bags wheels done builds all the time and they're getting real like and like all the other guys like laughing and having a ball with me and then like the new guys just like man this guy's like making fun of my car and like doesn't understand why everyone else is like having a laugh and gas at it but uh it was funny too like like Dylan really clicked into our our team really well because he has like that same mindset and it was uh it was Avery um you know, the girl that does our our Twitter account for us she uh, she pointed this out she was like I've been like looking at Dylan's photos for years now and like he's like his like Facebook presence is super professional like his Instagram page is super professional like he just like looks like this super pro photographer that like must be like super professional all the time and then she just like met him for the first time at our warehouse and it was just completely blown away that like this is dylan like she was like this guy is nuts like he's hilarious everything that comes out of his mouth is either like super politically incorrect or a hate crime or just like just like just like just just nuts right like and like she just couldn't believe it like everything like he's just like sitting there like flipping burgers like swiping through tinder like telling chicks they're fat like it it was so funny
2: well i remember the first time she was like around it was like I, I didn't know if I was, like, supposed to, like, act normal. I was like, is this girl, like, super, like, suburban neighborhood or whatever? I was like, whatever. I don't even fucking care. I'm just going to be myself anyways. And um, someone's like, you like moms? I'm like, fuck yeah, look at all these. I have three moms on Tinder right now. I'm, like, showing everyone. She was like, what the fuck? Yeah. And I was like, I love moms. And she just didn't get it. She thought it was so fucking horrifying. And I was like, yeah, this is me.
3: <laughs> this is Dylan looking for moms on Tinder. Any moms listening to this podcast, hit them up, at Dylan Akimenko. Yeah, yeah. please. Yeah.
2: No fat ones. Though. No fat ones. <laughs> Sorry. That's
3: where I come in. But, That's, you know, yeah, Vikas, Vika's scoops those ones. Yeah,
2: Vika's will scoop of the fatties.
0: I feel like, Dylan, you're the type of guy, though, that you'll have, like, a recharge period, right? Like, we'll be hanging out me, you, and Sid or something. And uh, there'll be, like, you know, there'll be a 10 or 20-minute period or something where it's just, like, a little bit quiet from your end. And then all of a sudden, just something fucking hilarious comes out <laughs> of your mouth. And then, like, you know, it takes a second. Then just everybody bursts out laughing. <laughs> oh yeah, Well,
3: everyone needs that sometimes too, right? You just need that like downtime. That's why like at our shop, like where we're sitting right now doing this podcast, like we got like a big TV up here and a fridge and like if people are here and start feeling like kind of like, overwhelmed with how many people here, like what's going on, or even if like you're just like mad because you're working on your car and nothing's working and you're on your like hundred set of coil packs for the first year. <laughs> Not, not that I've done that um yeah, <laughs> triggered I'm triggered now you like just go upstairs and put on midnight club Los Angeles and oh drink a ginger God. ale and have some fun and just like screw off for a little bit and, like that's the best part about this place is just like it's just like you, you need sometimes that recharge period just my favorite you know, thing oh, yeah.
2: honestly is everyone has a different taste in cars except for the BMW guys but I mean I'm, I don't want to did
0: you just like point to everybody <laughs> no I was no, pointing that's directly that's at that. Mitch because oh, he's okay, E30 okay. and he doesn't oh, right. like anything else
2: um, Wearing nice... <laughs> I'm just uh, kidding. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, but, 30, I mean... Shirt. I'm stoked because he's into BMWs, he's into BMWs, and everyone else he has their own at me and he other at the JDM Yeah, no one, and
4: no, you, you know, no one can see who you're pointing at right now. It, should, it he them. called
3: it out, it doesn't matter.
4: I should clarify, I'm very into BMW Race, chassis. I don't okay. like their motors. Which is why right, one of mine yeah, is getting right. a Toyota engine and the other oh. one is getting a Chevy engine. Right, so and I know that's going to make a lot of people angry when I say I'm LS swapping one of my E30s, but to those people who call that an unoriginal swap, well, I'm putting a 3SGE beams out of an Altezza into the other one, so yeah, it's I'm kind of leveling uh, the originality scale out there. <laughs> to,
0: to anybody who thinks an LS swapped E30 doesn't sound amazing, you're insane. That's that's my two cents on the thought. That's, that's reasonable, I think. <laughs> I, think. I, I,
2: I can see in Alex's face he does not fucking agree with
3: that. Oh, He's no, just that like... We we'll agree with which? Which part? The LS, LS or
2: Anything E30, he does
3: not like e thirty. It's true, I really don't like E30s. Yeah, and you just... I think, I, what, do, and what, what do you not like about E30s? Oh, I'm fingering, I'm fingering. <laughs> I just gave Dylan a finger. I have a really hard time liking E30s because, like, I've never... I've never witnessed a car that was marketed so hard as the ultimate driving machine, and then just like drives worse than an EF Civic Si, and it's like <laughs> holy crap, you've built a car that's okay, but marketed it as Jesus Christ himself, and it's not. Do you not <laughs> have fun? Dri- like
0: E thirties have their problems. Do you not have fun driving E thirty though? For, like I'd... the
3: first five minutes until the rattles make me want to rip my eyeballs out. Like, <laughs> I drove the E thirty M three, and like obviously that's not even. Comparable no, see, to, like, and the E thirty M three is an ultimate driving that, machine. That was great. So, like, that great. That I guess I should have specified, like bar the e30 m3 there's never been an e30 that i've liked i am excited though to drive mitchell's beams car though when it's done because i told mitch i'm scared of it because i'm scared it's gonna be the first time i drive a non-m3 e30 and actually
4: like it see i, I think that you have a misconception about how it was marketed the the e30 was actually marketed as like an e- <laughs> It was was marketed as... Okay, to give you guys the background, Mitchell
1: loves E30s. Like, Mitchell, he has... has It's a brilliant chassis. He knows what he's doing with them, and, you know, we love to give him a hard time for it, but... You set Mitchell off on anything E30-related.
4: Good luck getting your two cents in there. What I want to say is that the E30 was marketed as an economy car for the guy who bought the 7 Series for his wife to drive to the grocery store and That's back. That's really sexy. And then for him to come home on the weekends and go rip a back road in it. It wasn't designed road, as road, the B ultimate road. driving machine. It was designed as a sporty economy car the ultimate that you could rattling go have fun with. <laughs> So Mitchell was actually
1: the man behind the E30 advertising, just so you guys know. You know BMW had no intake on this. Mitchell was the reason. You know, who bestank? The reason. <laughs> the, re- who bestank, the reason. The reason. The reason. Yeah. <laughs> He was the reason why BMW made this vehicle to say, you know what, we want a guy who can autocross, make sure his woman goes to the grocery store with a seven not, series with the seven series but not <laughs> not the man not the man never the
4: man ever men you know? don't
1: grocery shop you know especially in seven so series. as you can tell they don't
4: listen to a word i say never, <laughs> never. And, and you can see why <laughs> you <know? laughs> to and your point
1: though beautiful part though is in all like...
0: seri- sorry go sorry, ahead you, okay no, no 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 marcus go you, you go ahead no I, I was just gonna say that there, it's pretty easy to tell when a car like fits the description you're saying is the e30 comes in a four-door chassis it's it's that simple. It's not a dedicated like two door sports car driving experience is the number one priority, right? For sure. I think
3: oh. I think what a lot of people need to realize is I love Mitchell. Like Mitchell is my my sweet lover. We all love him to death. And uh, oh, everybody nothing... in this room are is homies. Right? Oh yeah, we are. Yeah. They, there's nothing I enjoy more than like saying something really stupid just to get Mitchell riled up because like Mitchell's <laughs> the guy that's like like. He's just, he is, he is so obsessed with accuracy. Like, somebody will say something, and it'll be like, yeah, this car makes 291 horsepower. Mitchell's, like, on his phone, and he's, like, got Wikipedia. He's, like, no, no that one makes 292 horsepower, not 291. Like, fact check yourself before you say things. Like, even to a four's I'm not that bad. Seven. I know no, you're even, not bad. Even to a See, I
4: just did it. got him. We I just got got did him. Him. We
3: got I guess
4: him. He
1: gets this like, beautiful tomato red, this complexion <laughs> of the gods. You know, you look at him, you're like, wow, <laughs> Mitchell I Love this man. He's uh, one thing I will say he's the most huggable man ever I'm not kidding the first time I met him he's like you shake my hand I was like haha no grab my hand literally broke it so every time I see him I hug him and he's the most like jolly man you'll ever be the happiest guy but you say one bad thing about e 30s he will eat you I'm Be not true. kidding. These guys up? are
4: the reason why I'm gonna die of a heart attack on <laughs> a 45. No, it's the JBCs, dude.
1: He's the what? reason. He's the reason why I dropped out of med school. I was like, that's <laughs> it. You know what? I take care it of my like, okay. so, I can't do this. In all seriousness,
2: no. though, I do like the E3. I like the way it looks. I mean, I'm not it is necessarily stylish. It is stylish. into the way it handles. i I drove Keegan's, and I'm like, wow, this is really fucking heavy. Um, I mean, that's just me, though. That's just me. I'm I, a Chrome I, Dave.
4: Just, well. <laughs> To be I, fair, but, that wasn't but, the greatest example of the chassis. Yeah, it's either. a great-looking
2: car. I, I can't even... Well, I mean, I have a piece of shit myself, E36, <laughs> Amen. but... It's still... It they're, they're really heavy as well, but... The E30 doesn't look like it should be heavy. Do you know That's what I find thing. funny,
1: though? Is driving your E36, it felt lighter than my E46. Even though it might might be heavier. Oh, you really have, think. like, the, the full Barty package. <laughs> <laughs> Barty dude. See, the one time I don't buy a white vehicle, they're like, That's it, yeah. you're done. But Yeah, do you know like, what? all I, the weight
2: comes from fucking subwoofers, speakers, chromies, like...
1: to clarify, I don't that in my vehicle, but... You know, driving your vehicle you know with the short the vehicle ratio. the, the vehicle. automobile the automobile was an experience especially allegedly running from an ambulance yeah.
3: yeah see i give Mitchell a really hard time about his e30s but like my first car that i bought with my own money was an e34 5 series that was from germany and like that's the generation of 5 series that was the brother generation to the e30 is the generation of the 3 series and like i um i love that e34 it was such a hilarious car mind you i kind of like the whole ownership of that car was a honeymoon period because I didn't own it for that long, and it was also my first car. So despite it being really awful, probably, I just look back on it as if it was fantastic. And uh, but for me, like when Mitchell got his his black e thirty, and uh, the first day that he brought it home, I went to his house and I saw the car. And I remember sitting in it and, like, it just it smelled the same as my E34 did, which I found, like, really weird. But it just, like, totally brought me back. It, like, took me three years back in time. And I was, like, I was back in my E34 and it gave me that, like, emotional reaction to a car that not many cars really can give you, I find. So, like, for me, like, I hate E30s in this, like, super ironic way. That makes Mitchell upset, and also makes me laugh at just how ironic, like my deep-set hatred for them is, because they do actually check off most of the boxes
4: that I look for in a car. But speaking of that uh, first day that I got the car, oh god, there's a really good story that there goes is, along there, with that. There one. There is a good story on
3: this one. My, uh... all right, so I went to I went to Mitchell's house. Mitchell bought the car, and I went to Mitchell's house and I looked at mm-hmm. and I looked at the car, and then I went home. And this was very early on into, like, my friendship with Mitch. Like, like Mitch hadn't ever been at my house before. Like, like, like Mitchell had never met my parents or anything. Like, I, I go home, and my mom's there. And my mom's, like, kind of, like, off. And I'm like, Mom, are you okay? She's like, oh, I was just, like, she's like, I'm just, like, a little frustrated. She's like, I saw something really crazy in traffic today. I'm like, I'm, like what? And she's like, do you, do you know a guy that has, like, a black BMW that looks a lot like your old car did? And I was like... No, why? Because <laughs> I'm like, holy crap, like, did she see Mitch? And she's like, yeah, I had this sticker on the back. It had, like, the previous owner put some sticker on it. said, like, Dirty Customs or something, but Dirty had two Ys. And she was like, did you see... So she's like, the, the car had this, like, stupid sticker on the back, and Dirty was spelt with two Ys. And I'm like, holy crap, like, she's talking about Mitch. I'm like, Mom, like, I have no idea who that is. I'm like, what, what, what did you see? And she's like, yeah, she's like, I don't really know what was going on. She's like, I was just, like, sending a light. And then just, like, all of a sudden, this dude just, like bomb past me and then just like <laughs> slid the corner off of Loheed allegedly <laughs> on onto some other street and then like of course like I talked to Mitchell about it later and I told him this and we thought it was the funniest thing in the world that he saw and like all he did was use like a far right lane that everyone usually avoids to like time a green light and then just like go through the intersection ahead of everyone so like when she was standing still and him going through like at the speed limit or a little bit above probably just looked really fast oh, and yeah. then the next corner, he just like went into, it and it was kind of like
4: ugly out. So he just like slid the well, corner, and then. Well, the tires on the car were really, really awful oh, yeah. when I bought it, and allegedly. so I Allegedly. Went ar- yeah. No, I like actually, <laughs> really allegedly, awful. Allegedly, Mitchell. Allegedly. Allegedly. So, I went around the corner pro- uh, a bit too fast for the uh, for the tires. Yeah. And uh, the back end did walk out, and I didn't That's rush it back to straight again.
3: <laughs> so either way. The, the the story ends about three months later. Mitchell comes to my house one night, like so. It's it's night time, and uh, Mitchell never didn't come in my house or anything. He just he showed up in in my driveway for me to give him something, and he's he's arrived in his, his Toyota Tacoma. He didn't come in the E30 either. So he shows up in his truck. I walk out, give Mitchell whatever it was that he'd come to get, and then I go back in the house. And my mom looks at me, and, and she looks she looks furious. And I'm like, Mom, like what? And she's like, You lied to me. I'm like, excuse me? Like, what are you, what are you talking about? And she's like, you lied to me. I'm like, about what? She's like, you told me you didn't know who was driving that BMW. And I was like, holy shit. Like, how did you recognize Mitch? It's been three months. And she was just like, no, I recognized him. She's like, that was totally the guy that did all that stuff in that BMW in front of me. And I called Mitch, like, right after. I'm like, holy crap, dude, my mom recognized you. And it was like, it was hilarious. Like, she was, like, so angry at me. And then she, like, totally thought Mitch was, like, some crazy driver for, like, ever until she realized that he had, like, Like, he's a class one driver and goes to autocross events regularly. And it's, he's not as nuts as he was that day. She just assumed that he was nuts all the time. But it was so funny. So, for the longest time, my mom was like, You're hanging out with people that are like street sliding and stuff. And it's like,
4: It's the first day of owning a new car. I didn't know where the limits of the car or the tires or anything were. Yeah, it's not like you like allegedly got chased by an ambulance or something. Allegedly. Allegedly.
3: Allegedly. Yeah. Oh, that would be There's crazy. no train tracks or Duke's Hazards or Confederate flags. Why would you ever snake one, you know? Yeah, you know,
1: who would do that? You know, hide at a Chinese restaurant.
0: One time I was at a railroad crossing, and the railroad crossing was broken, and it just stayed down. <laughs> no trains. We were there. there was a massive lineup of cars, and it was down for probably, like, 10, 15 minutes. And I'm like, you know, six cars down the line, what the heck am I going to do? Like... And then finally, this—I think it was like the second person in line—just like backs up a little bit, goes forward, and it's then just smoked. just snakes <laughs> it, just nice killed. and slow. Just like fuck all you guys, I'm just gonna go through. And then after that, everybody's like, "Oh, is that okay to do?" Like, that and then know, everybody just know. snakes. To be honest with you, that just this sounds like, that just sounds like
1: pit meadows every morning. Oh yeah, you know, you're <laughs> trying to get through. There's a train going through this west coast like express, just stays there. You're like, oh, okay, so let's sit there. Mm-hmm.
3: Alright, that's true. There is there's a main road that goes through Pitt Meadows. It's called Harris Road, and right beside Harris Road is the Pitt Meadows train station. And when the train is in the station, it triggers whatever sensors there are for the crossing to come down on Harris Road. So that crossing is down like for like triple the amount of time necessary and it just dunks that whole road for a day i think
1: the greatest thing is, is it's such a small town that you can literally park your car you turn it off you just walk over to your friend's car and start talking because you know everyone in that town and you, you sit there like oh hey how's it going you know and talking all that stuff just pit meadows and they're like structure for that train horrible yeah oh yeah totally
2: what was i gonna say okay so you've seen the differences between us and like what cars that we like what about you and like Alrich and and uh Oh, we've
0: got very, we've all got, all three of the people you just mentioned, me, uh, Grayson, and Ulrich, have very different tastes in cars. Yeah,
2: do you guys ever get into heated arguments about them? Or? Oh, all
0: the time. That's literally what this podcast was built on, <laughs> to be honest. What's your take on the E30? <laughs> on the E30? You know I mean? uh, they sound awesome. They look awesome. Uh, I think two, two of the standout <laughs> things that like aren't so great out of the box are the shifter. It definitely, you know it's it's got a little bit of Mitchell's is grinning little, with joy, jelloey, and I mean, and honestly, the steering could use a little bit of improvement. I like the driving well, position though; that's right. one of my favorite things about the car. Just like where where everything is is just it it fits right, you know. Um,
1: Mitchell right now is just red with joy. <laughs> yeah, the, those
4: two points that you had uh, the shifter, I agree, it's pretty awful. Again, like I said, I'm putting a Toyota transmission in one of my cars mm-hmm. and a Tremec mm-hmm. transmission in the other to solve that problem. And uh, the steering is a fairly simple thing to fix. All you do is put the updated rack from an E36 in and it improves So that's Yeah, so that's actually, that's actually co- that's code word for what you do is you go on Craigslist and you... Uh, calm down, Vikas.
3: Calm down. You go on Craigslist, You uh, you choose the five oh best photos that you have of your E30. You post them with a short description. You take a couple phone calls then a nice man with whatever you're asking price comes hopefully one day, and you sell your E30, you turn around, you go back on Craigslist, you buy an E36. <laughs> <laughs> wow. God damn. To
4: pull the rack out of, and then you buy another E30 and put the rack back in. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah, there's, there's nothing I like more than the two front seats in my car weighing a combined 600 pounds. That's, true. We, that's, that's we why you a- put the baby seat in for Vegas. got one against me. I was going to say it's
1: because all the Wendy's bags sitting in there, but hey, you
0: know. <laughs> Honestly, though, like, I don't know how you... Like, I like... There are very certain BMWs I like, and, I mean, out of the new stuff that BMW makes, like, I haven't driven pretty much any new BMWs, but... The one that stands out for me is, like, the M6. That has, like, the most... It's got a crazy unique vibe to it. It looks amazing. It's probably the best-looking BMW, I think, right now that they make. M2 is close, but, like, it's... I like the M4 M4,
2: M4 GTS for me. I like the M4 GTS. Mm.
3: That looks Mm. like a really dialed-in car. That's something I'd love to drive. Yeah. I think I've said to Mitch before, actually, that if I had my choice of any car for, like, a practical daily driver, it would be an M6 Grand Coupe. Oh, yeah. want it in that, like, metallic brown. Yeah. Like, there's nothing like a nice understated brown car that makes a yeah. million horsepower.
0: Yeah. But, like, I don't know. How do, how do you get it? Like, I've driven BMWs, but I'm not all of a sudden a BMW guy. Like, I want to like them. but Well, yeah. I, I never
1: was. And then, you know, uh, Braden Pritchard has this amazing E46 wagon. You know, and I was learning stick in that thing and uh after that I just fell in love with them and I bought one for myself, right? So I mean I guess it's just you have to find that vehicle that you love so much that it builds up a passion. I guess for Mitchell that was the E thirty and I guess for, you know, Dylan it was the thirty six, you know. So I guess just hopping mm-hmm. into a vehicle that you fall in love with is yeah. you Well know, you for...
3: find you find the cars that fit you, right? Like yeah. I've driven I've <clears> driven so many R thirty twos and um like the R thirty two G T R is it is an incredible car. Like, there's no there's no denying the fact that that is a car that, like, stirs emotions and drives unlike most other cars. But for what I was looking for in a car and my budget, an R32 GTR was not the right choice. An R32 GTSD is very much not the right choice in my eyes because it has, like, an interior that's similar to an S13, which doesn't really speak volumes. <laughs> and then the RB20 is not particularly a motor I like that much. So I bought an R33 because I felt the car fit me really well and fit my needs really well. And I think that's, like, that's really important. I think that's a big oversight that a lot of people have when they like judge why somebody purchased a car. And I think like you need to ask yourself like what was the, that person looking for? Like Not necessarily like what do you think of it but like when you look at somebody that owns a car there's always a motivating factor behind what drove that purchase and that's different for everybody. Mm-hmm. So- oh
2: totally. Yeah. No that, that was like same with the U36. Everything just narrowed down. Like I love, I love NA. I'm more of an NA guy. I love like pushing the shit out of like raw NA power. Um <clears throat> I mean, I was on a budget too, and I love Euro cars, I love rear-wheel drive cars, and that kind of just added up. I didn't want a four-cylinder car like the inline-six, and I wanted rear-wheel drive, and I wanted that raw NA power that just screams, and uh, the E36 really did that for me. It's just a 325, it's not an M3, but um, it still does it for me. It's a really fun car, and everything just checked out properly for me for that.
0: Well, and the minute you go into E36 M3 category, you just, you know, you could limit yourself and, like, then you find yourself not pushing it as hard as you want to because it's like, oh, it's an M3, right? Yeah, yeah you, you, no, you, can,
3: I, you spend two to three times your budget, right? Like, uh, you yeah. get into an E36 M3 for two to three times more than what your car would have cost, right? Oh, exactly.
2: Yeah, no, I, I I think it's it'd be smarter to just build a 325 up into an M3, like, same power or whatever. I mean, like, it just more cost effective, more fun, and I... I wouldn't feel comfortable beating the shit out of an M3. And I mean, the,
4: the way the market's going with the E36s here is you can buy a nice manual two-door 325 for, what, three or four grand? Three, yeah,
2: three, four grand.
4: And an M3 will cost you 18 in our market. Yeah. It's well, ridiculous. back one. Yeah,
2: but.
3: it's wild. It's wild what some of these cars are becoming priced at. But, like, even then again, like, you have to understand, too, what, what really drives the prices of cars. Like, I had this conversation with Carson the other day where he was like, I can buy a used FRS for like 15 grand or I could go buy this eight six, like the 86 on Craigslist with a beams in it for like 12. And he's like, that's crazy. And I'm just like, no, that's not crazy. And he's like, what do you mean? I'm like, the eight six is a like collectible car that has an incredible motor that's been put in it. And it's like a frame, off, like, like frame, uh, sorry, what's it? A rotisserie restoration. And the FRS is like, some boxer motor, like, new car that doesn't really have, like, this diehard collectability to it. It's it's common, it's simple, it's, like... I don't know. It it was a reasonably priced car, new. That's come down over as the years have gone by, and the I just
2: graduated starter pack. Yeah, I
3: just graduated. (laughs) Like, I'm trying. I'm trying not to be mean because, like, I do think the like I really don't like the FRS personally, but I do appreciate what it stands for, and I do appreciate like the attainability that like that like you can get with it. Like, you can go out and buy a new car that's not super high powered, but rear wheel drive, very engaging to drive, very well balanced. Like, I think it's a car that encourages people to kind of push their boundaries and learn. But then again, it also encourages kids to like put underglow and XXRs on, and like you, you know what I'm saying, right? Like see, respect all see, I, personally, bills. I
4: personally love the FRS and the way it drives and everything, but it just doesn't have the same character as yeah. something like a Beam Swap Eight Six. Exactly. It's yeah. Just you can't mm-hmm. you can't compare the two. It's yeah. apples to oranges. Yeah,
3: and I, I agree with that fully. Like we're talking about some newer car that doesn't have a huge collectability, like thing to it and then we're talking about another car that is very collectible and very well built like they're Mm -hmm. just so different but some people just can't see that they just see the dollars at the end of the day and all of a sudden people look at money and start using money as the comparing factor between cars like somebody will look at say uh, an e36 m3 for 20 grand or like an r32 gtr for 20 grand and be like well these are two cars i can buy for 20 grand but they're not two cars that you'd buy for the same reason at all like like they're not similar they're not they're not they're not Comparable cars. The only thing that made them comparable in your mind is the budget you have, which I think is a really common flaw that a lot of people start applying when they're like trying to decide
4: what car they want to buy. They only use budget as that determining factor. Yeah, I factor. see a lot of posts online. It's like, what's the best car I can buy for eight grand, or what's the best car I can buy for fifteen? It grand, depends or, on your purpose. It, it yeah, de- it depends completely on what you plan to do with it. I mean, yeah. an example, you know, you
1: look at a two forty. You know, if you want to get one for four grand, have fun. You're going to buy one that's a complete rust bucket, you know, at tops. And then, you know, my first E46 was, you know, $4,300. And it was a 325 CI. It one of steel and it was in mint condition. It was the cleanest car ever, you know. And it was, it's obviously not meant for drifting like most 240s um, are. But uh, it was something that I could daily and something I could put on track. Mm-hmm. And uh, it just shows you how much, you know, pretty much drift tax can really jump something up.
3: It really blows me away how cheap e36's and e46's seem like i i look at vikas's like 330 that he bought after the accident in the 325 it's very similar car to his old one like same color it's manual it's like it's an e46 and it's dark blue it just the has stick. a three liter it's instead. just it's got the 330 and a bunch of nice little additions but like even that car i won't say how much he paid for it but when i look at these cars that are like less than 10 grand and i've like i've driven Vicus's car and that car feels like a car that should be like twelve thirteen thousand dollars like we got nice leather seats they're heated it's got a sunroof it's like a stick it's comfortable it's like it's very quick it's it does it ticks all those boxes off and it's even like it's not that high in kilometers but it's It's, not a
2: four-cylinder with all different panels
3: exactly yeah (laughs) it it kind of blows me away like you i look at like 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 comparing it to like an s13 like you look at like somebody with say like an sr swapped s13 here is usually asking like nine thousand dollars but i can go out and buy an e46 for five six k like
2: I think those people, like the the two hundred and forty kids, are getting in this mindset that every single dollar that you put in has to come back out with the car. And I've learned that the hard way. There's no way that actually is true in any way. Like I I've put money into like my trucks before, and obviously like every time I sell a car, I lose money. Like everyone will. Like yeah. there's no way that you're yep. gonna like get the exact amount of dollars you put in back unless you write it off wow. and you get eleven grand. <laughs>
4: Yeah, even with a even with a vehicle like a Toyota Tacoma, which has one of the highest resale values oh, on the market, I still lost almost ten grand on mine when I sold it and I What's only owned uh, it for three
1: years. What what year was your Tacoma? It
4: was two thousand seven. Okay. I bought it with sixty thousand kilometers on what, it. What what
1: year did you sell it?
4: I sold it in twenty fifteen? Twenty sixteen. Okay, I didn't know you. March twenty sixteen. <laughs> And uh, that was a nice truck with a lot of nice stuff. It was a really nice truck.
2: That's why, if you ever come to Canada and people are looking to sell their car and they want to get the value for it, then you'll hear them saying stuff like, Oh, I hope someone writes my car off today. I hope someone hits me because ICBC is literally the only one who's going to give you that money. (laughs)
4: Yeah, by the way. I probably did sell it too cheap because there was another one that hit the market a week later for three grand more with twice the kilometers and it sold almost instantly so i did make that mistake of listing it too cheap but at the same time i took it took me months to find a buyer for it i don't know how the other person sold it so quickly what
0: about you mark did
4: you get a good value Mm -hmm. back from your mo2 after the accident
0: um Well, in their initial offer, obviously not. I was like, yeah, yeah JDM, you they are like, brand job, yep. this garbage. we're no. going to give you
2: 5 bucks." <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I, th- I think their initial one was like like 4900 or something, right? It's, okay. It's very odd. Which is like, if, if wow. you get like a a bad condition JDM MR2, yeah, you're paying. Even like, honestly, like a decent shape, you can get turbos now for like, I don't know, four or five grand. Oh, really? If, yeah. if you look, right? Um, but no, I was like, and then I just, I pulled up a bunch of ads of, um, a couple left-hand drive ones too, honestly. But like this guy was, I was like, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna throw it up there. Cause like left-hand drive turbo SW twenties, um, hard tops, especially they're going for like. 15 to 20 and some oh, wow. wow that's <laughs> insane that's great but you know the community is kind of like who is paying that but at the same yep. time there are there, some of them are selling for that right mm-hmm. so anyways i posted a bunch of those there were a bunch for you know 10 to 12 of like really really mint ones um and again most of these that i gave him up for examples weren't even right hand drive and right hand drive ones are obviously worth less than the left hand drive counterparts right Weird. Yep. Yeah. um Yeah, after a while, I got great money. Oh, absolutely. I got, I think, like, three grand more than I paid. Oh, good.
1: What got you into an MR2? What made you want one? Because I've I've seen a lot of people want one for different reasons. You know, Alex, for one, I just want to know, what was your story behind the MR2 and why did you pick it?
0: Uh, High school, um, actually just... Yeah, the last couple months of high school... Okay. uh, I mean, my girlfriend at the time were in North Vancouver, uh, pretending we were rich, running around Park Royal uh, in West Van. And there was three sw20s parked in a row beautiful it wasn't a meet or anything it was just three dudes with sw20s going shopping like nobody was around or anything right yeah. but i remember one of them was facing like i saw the taillights and they had the newer not like the 91 taillights but the new like the ones my car has you know like mm-hmm. the kind of half circle kind of yeah. weird looking things oh, yeah, yeah. yeah and i just remember seeing honestly was the back end originally those t- those lights that were like what what really it was something that?
1: totally different from what was you know in our marketplace at the time yeah so it yeah. just took you away. It
0: was it was the looks right off the bat. It was like yeah. that is a super cool looking yeah. car. And until like probably six months before I bought my first one, yeah. I had no idea what engine it had in it. Like, I, d- I didn't even go that far. But when I was like, okay, now I have money set aside, I'm going to get my first sports car, yeah. then I started exploring yeah. options. And every time I would just always find myself coming back to the MR2, and I was like, I, I got to get it. I yeah. just
2: love Snap Oversteer. Yeah. Just- yeah. <laughs> first Can night, actually, death. quick
0: yeah. aside true, true. first night in my first MR2, again, with the terrible tires. Um, Allegedly. Yeah, allegedly no i definitely race. spun out my mr the first night <laughs> Allegedly, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. in the I rain think, like yeah. so the car- carson bros. and i
3: bought our first aw11 when we were like 17 years old and we we only bought it because we were like whoa this thing is whack looking it's got pop-ups it's got it's got uh engine in the middle and it's uh and it's 600 bucks <laughs> so we turned around and bought this thing and it was awesome and we fell in love with it so soon like we just like we loved the way it drove we loved the way it looked we love everything about the car and uh for me now, the reason why I want to get back into an MR2 so badly is, like, I, I have a couple reasons, but the biggest reason is I've never witnessed a car community better than the MR2 community in, in BC. Like, BC MR2 is, like, the nicest club of car enthusiasts I've ever met in my life, and I'm sure, like, Marcus can attest to that, too. Oh, i like, you to come over
0: to BC
2: Ben I mean, I, I would say
3: the
0: same, like, I honestly don't have much experience going to, like, the, the club-specific meets other than BCMR2. Yeah. So all I know, like, I know Russ and, like, my buddy Kevin's all in there, and all the people there have been insanely, you know, supportive yeah. and nice, like, as you're saying, but, again, I don't really have anything to compare it to.
3: Sure. Yeah, but, like, I mean, like, I've had guys in BCMR2 when, like, I've talked about wanting to buy another AW11 again, like, one guy found me, one that had a bad head gasket, and one of the guys in, in BCMR2 was like, I'm gonna give you a motor. He's like, if you buy this car, I'll just give you a running motor. It's like, what the hell, man? Like, that's crazy. <laughs> and like and like Russell like Russell Turnbull is like the guy is just nuts like he like he's built the coolest SW twenty I've ever seen in my life and he's like like this wealth of knowledge on everything mr two related and he's like completely willing to share it with everyone and just like always has like a good tidbit of information to give you and like help you and encourage
4: you and like just super genuine guy and he's an incredible driver yeah he's a really you good guys driver are local and you ever go out to an autocross at Pit Meadows. And you see either his white SW twenty or even his daily driver CSX Type R. Yeah, he drives the wheels off of both of those things. I highly recommend. Yeah, I rode I rode
3: along in the V six SW twenty at an autocross event in the wet one time, and that was one of the wildest experiences of my life. The thing was just. All over the place, and then he, like, he, like, it just, it felt like he'd put in, like, the worst lap time of all time, because the car was just everywhere, and, like, it just felt like it had no traction the entire lap, and then he comes in, and it was, like, the second best lap time of the day. <laughs> it was like, holy And he crap. was running
4: on uh, end-of-season Baldar compounds.
3: Yeah, it's crazy. You. Like, the guy's just, he's super talented. But, yeah, and MR2s are just, like, like, for me, like, what the second biggest thing that's encouraged me to get back into is after driving the Skyline for about a year now, I've realized as much as I enjoy the thing, there's I missed, no snap oversteer. There's no snap oversteer. Yeah, I, what are you going to well, do without it? Yeah, what am I going to do without snap oversteer? And then like how like how am I cheat death?
1: <laughs> but um Again. no
3: realistically like gates. my my uh death, yeah, death with Gates. Let the gate be with
4: you. Let the gate be with me. Yeah. Get impaled by an MR2. That's At how Alex go. just decided Beautiful. that Hikus isn't a big enough challenge to him. <laughs> yeah, it's for true. Driving. It's true. Hikus isn't trying he's, to kill me hard enough. He's left the Hikus intact on his R33. And I still and slide ref- it. And he refuses <laughs> to delete it. Yeah. But he'll still slide the car because he enjoys a challenge, but the Hikus still isn't giving him enough of it's a It's not challenge. enough. It's not so trying to kill a, me. He needs
3: an MR2 again. It's true. But realistically, like the reason for me is after driving the Skyline and enjoying it as what it is, I miss slow car fast. There's yes. nothing like slow car fast. Driving I am, an eight six. I was driving four the four skyline five. one day, and I just like I floored it in second gear to the limiter. And I looked at my speed, and I was like, oh man, I'm doing like 60 over. <laughs> like, this isn't fun anymore. Like, this is just so illegal. I'm going to get impounded, or I'm going to get in a car accident and kill myself. At least in the MR2, it's like you are banging through gears. You are standing on it. You are making all of its hundred and whatever horsepower do its thing. You're just keeping and, up with the one. And path. you're just keeping up, man. You're, you're keeping up with Elia <laughs> and in his, in his oh Murano. God. like Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly, yeah.
4: All right,
1: we got one minute
4: left here. One yeah. minute left. See, my favorite thing oh about the slow car fast is anytime I get in a car with James, we're driving the <laughs> slowest thing on the road. But well, tell them about. The tell them really fun. quickly. You have one minute. Tell them what James is driving right now. James just bought a 1990 uh, Toyota Corolla automatic. Three-speed. Three-speed <laughs> auto uh, with uh, 430,000 kilometers on it. He bought it for the asking price of $250, and we brought it back to our shop. Immediately put a set of B- E30 basket weaves on the front with 195 tires. The the uh, rears are 175s on the stock wheels. The fronts are sit four inches wider than stock. <laughs> so the car has just the most incredible oversteer bias. You lift off and,
3: like an MR2 and you slide around S bends with no e brake and no like no brake input. Nothing. You just like drive in, lift off, turn, and the thing just is all
1: over the road. <laughs> <laughs>
4: All it's right. just an incredible experience. Yeah.
0: MR2s, people, jump on that train. Yeah, get yeah, them before they be- go too crazy in price. Oh, yeah. yeah. Inflate the market.
3: Yeah, blow it up. Definitely
0: <laughs> inflate the market. <laughs>
3: Well, thanks, thanks for,
0: guys.
2: Thank you. No, thanks thank for you. having us. Yeah, so Marcus, it's been a blast. It's, it's been an incredible. Thanks day, for coming man. all the way thank out, out so to much. the middle of nowhere. No, no and, thanks
0: guys yeah. for hosting. This place is awesome. We're, we should definitely. Yeah, no, we'll definitely do this again. Absolutely. Yeah, right. yeah we would, yeah, would love
2: That was a good conversation. Yeah. conversation. yeah. Started off super sentimental, and, uh, and then we made. now then with,
1: we started uh, talking about ambulances, E thirties. Yeah. Yeah, you guys. The world's best marketing for BMW. E thirties are the ultimate Check
0: out. uh Yeah, check out B Road. All the links will be in the description. Check out you know Dylan's shit, Alex's shit. Everybody's just just check it out, it's all there in your phone. Go hit up the website Uh, and leave us a rating and review on iTunes if you can. That's that does us wonders. Russ has left us a rating, Russ has actually been on the podcast before, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did it like an MR2 episode. Oh, that's cool. Three of my friends uh, with MR2s, Um, but yeah, anyways, you guys, thanks again, and thank you. We'll see you next week. All right, peace out, guys.
1: guys. Thank you.